Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 M, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com, and I thank you, them for their sponsorship of the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 40 degrees and sunny here at 510. On this Tuesday, January 6, 2024, somebody said uh, there's a story up in the New York Post, Post that there's places where a Big Mac meal costs $18. The economy is wonderful, they tell me. Yeah, it's getting up there. It is definitely getting up there. I, I don't eat a lot of fast food, but the last time I got it was pretty expensive, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Did you see this video of this 62, um, she was older than that. Let me see. So, yeah, 62-year-old woman who was brutally dragged by an illegal migrant on a scooter in New York City as part of a robbery grand larceny pattern. Now, this is the way the law breaks down, especially in New York State. Grand larceny is when you take property of a certain value from someone. Robbery is when you take it by force. Now, they're saying these brazen attacks of 62 grand larcenies, but dragging a woman down the street into a bicycle rack, a 62-year-old woman no less, uh, that's not grand larceny anymore. That's a robbery. It could be attempted murder. But two men were busted in the Bronx as part of a moped-riding migrant crew that has been snatching cell phones right out of New Yorkers' hands in daring bursts of street crimes. Police sources say they have already flipped on the group's ringleader. Two suspects, Kleber Andriend, 19, and Juan, I'm not even going to attempt, we'll just call him Yu, Yutzkatsug, 23, are allegedly part of a wider ring whose members are connected to 62 different instances of grand larceny throughout the Big Apple including a shocking caught-on video heist in which a 62-year-old woman was brutally dragged down a Brooklyn street, police sources told the New York Post. Cops are still searching for the ringleader, a Venezuelan migrant named Victor, Victor Para, 30, of the Bronx, who was cut loose by a judge in December after getting picked up for grand larceny. A felony, sources say. At a Monday press conference, NYPD inspector Nicholas Fora said Parara, Parara was co- convinced, has convinced others to go do his dirty work and grab phones and stuff. He's the big target. He's caused a lot of problems in New York City, and hopefully we'll grab him. We get some headway on this. The NYPD's outlined the gang's vicious tactics in a video clip posted online which shows a moped-born robber dragging the 62-year-old woman across the pavement in front of Bay Gourmet Deli Juice Bar on Sheepshead Bay Road just three days after Christmas. The thieves made off with her bag, keys, phone, credit card, and glasses, all while she careened through the air and slammed into a metal bike rack. I feel bad, I feel bad, the woman stated. The thieves stole my bag. 
69-year-old building super told the Post that the, the bruised and battered victim was terrified after the attacks and had him change the apartment lock. She's a nice lady, a good person, the super told authorities. Labeling the attackers as savages. I came here 44 years ago from Yugoslavia and I had respect for the USA, he said. Not like these thieves. Authorities hoped to arrest the ringleader Monday after the two gave him up. Cops has also identified six other people connected with the ring. Yan Jimenez, 25, of Manhattan. Anthony Ramos, 21, of Manhattan. Richard Salido, 21, of the Bronx. Becky Jimenez, 21, of the Bronx. Maria Manura, 32, of Manhattan. And Samuel Castro, 27, of Queens, according to sources. All have previous grand larceny arrests for criminal activity that sources say are related to the conspiracy in which have been terrorizing the city since mid-November. But they're all free without bail ahead of their pending court dates. In a separate press conference at One Police Plaza Monday, the chief of detectives, Joe Kenny, said the alleged suspects are part of a sophisticated criminal enterprise made up of recently arrived immigrants. Parahu cops say entered in the U.S. in 2023 would send specific orders to henchmen in his 14-member crew detailing the kind of phone he was looking for. Para will blast out a message via WhatsApp that he's looking for phones, Kenny said. And then the text will say, I have money, I'm available, go get them. Scooter drivers make $100 a day. And the actual phone snatcher could make 300 to 600 per stolen device, according to cops. Once he had the phones in hand, Para would have a hacker break into financial and banking apps so they could make fraudulent buys, Kenny said. After they'd clean out the victim, Para would send the phone to buyers in cities like Miami, Houston, or foreign countries like Colombia and Venezuela, according to police. This network of thieves predominantly lives in, migrant, in the migrant shelter system stated the chief of detectives. They use social media platforms to organize and coordinate this. This is how they operate. Although cops have linked 62 incidents across the city to the group, they may have been involved in as many as 150, police say. Cops are still searching for seven people connected to the ring. Three of them are known and wanted, though the other four haven't been identified yet. The NYPD also recovered 22 phones at a Bronx resident they raided this morning. The suspects have allegedly taken hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of electronics, though cops couldn't pinpoint the exact amount. The robbery ring and others like it worry law enforcement, specifically because migrants often have multiple aliases, swap identities and birthdays, turning them into so-called ghost perps, who become very hard to track, sources say. The two recently arrested who know each other from Colombia were also arrested Friday for allegedly committing back-to-back -back phone snatches on stolen moped in lower Manhattan. Police sources say the two fled from Manhattan over the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge, but law enforcement spotted them on the BQE and arrested them afterwards in Queens. During the pursuit, the two dumped a bag that a good Samaritan later turned into the 114th Precinct. That's an Astoria there. That's where I was born and raised and grew up. Sources say it had three cell phones in it two belonging to their victims and one belonging to one of the suspects. At some point after the arrest, the two gave up information that helped secure Monday's warrant, which was uh, 
meant to snag Para. Both men were charged individually Saturday with grand larceny, stealing a moped, resisting arrest, stolen property offenses. We want to be extremely clear, Mayor Eric Adams said in a press conference. It doesn't matter if a person is a migrant, an asylum seeker, or a person is a long-term New Yorker. You break the law, you'll be investigated, and it will be handed by our criminal justice system. You should not be allowed to walk the streets of the city of New York if you're not, uh, if you're committing any form of criminal behavior that's impacting the quality of New Yorkers, he continued. These people do not have a license to steal our city. A tough talk from a mayor who's really doing nothing. They're living in the migrant shelter system, so our tax dollars are paying to support them. They're stealing mopeds. They're driving around terrorizing the community. It's actually being highlighted right now on Fox News. Now, this is in addition, this, this group of migrants is in addition to the group that assaulted the two police officers at Times Square who were doing a pickpocket ring. When the former president talked about countries sending their worst to us, this is exactly what he was talking about. This is what we're seeing. They are gaming our system. This group, this 62 member 62 group of this, led by this individual power from Venezuela, has only been here since 2023. And he set up an elaborate criminal enterprise in mere months. In mere months. And you know what? We're supporting it. And in the meantime, they're terrorizing the city. Sooner or later, they're going to be terrorizing our city or a city near you. We've seen time and time again how lack of enforcement, the judicial revolving door, these people have been arrested for this before and released. And only now, after 62 occurrences, are they taking this group seriously. There was another group that does the same thing. Now, separate from this again, that was in the paper, they do their thefts here. They get give a false name and date of birth and get a free transportation via this migrant system where they can get a bus ticket or plane ticket to anywhere in the country they want, supposedly to leave New York. They give a phony name and, and date of birth, and they, they fly down to Miami, Florida, and they spend the money on for a week or a weekend that they stole here. And then when they're done spending that, they come back. And it was asked, well, why do you come back? Why don't you just stay in Miami if that's what you went down there? Well, because we'll actually be put in jail if we stay in Florida, if we get caught in Florida. So we pay for our ticket to come back from Florida to New York. We do a couple weeks of thefts. We get a free ticket, thanks to New York City, back to Florida, Miami, and we spend a week or two there partying with what we stole. This is what they're telling law enforcement. And they're out. They're out without bail. They're telling you how they're ripping you off and we're letting them out to do it. And then they just make up another name and date of birth because they're illegal immigrants. There's no standard documentation. And these non-government organizations are like, sure, we'll help you get to Florida. You want to leave New York? That's what the program's here for. We're here to relocate you so you could be happy here in America. 
They go down, they party with the stolen funds. When they're gone, they pay for a ticket back, and they do it all over again. Don't you wish you and I could go to Florida every couple of weeks to on hang out? On somebody else's dime? On somebody else's dime and then come back and... Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, the thing is, if I robbed a place, I would get caught. We'd be and in jail. I would get a free vacation. There just would be no beach involved. Or, no. You know, and it might not be the vacation that I dreamed of. You know, like cell walls and bars and crap like that. You know. You might have to change your name to Bobby again. <laughs> if you listen to Nikki's show, you'd know what that meant. I was going to be named after my dad. It would have been Bobby Lynn and not Nicole Lynn. Yes. There you go. go. All right. Should I do this? Yeah, I guess it's time for traffic. It looks like we have a little bit of heavy traffic on Wyoming Avenue in Kingston. That is bumper to bumper. You can expect slowing in both directions of 81 in the Scranton area. In some parts with the heavy traffic, you are dipping below 25 miles per hour. Also in Scranton, you are bumper to bumper on North Main Avenue as you head to and from the Viewmont Mall area. And Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit is bumper to bumper. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. Back to you, Rob. Thank you. Traffic's not brought by good poops. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Jake. Jake's we we, lo- we lost Jake. <laughs> Lord help me. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, low 25. Wednesday, mostly sunny and mild, high 45. Wednesday night, mostly clear and cold, low 27. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 52. Friday, increasing clouds, rain showers, late high 52 again. It's currently 39 degrees here at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. Another great song right there from Toby Keith. 39 degrees and sunny here at 528 on WILK News Radio. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on this Tuesday, February 6, 2024. Well, a Philadelphia U.S. attorney... Jacqueline Romero allegedly retaliated against a federal prosecutor working in her office after he accepted a temporary detail to investigate and prosecute Hunter Biden, three sources have exclusively told the New York Post. In a bombshell, new allegations of Justice Department misconduct. Romero allegedly told U.S. Assistant U.S. Attorney Derek Hines last year that she was cool to the idea of him joining what was then a pre-indictment criminal investigation of the first son, 54, related to millions of dollars in foreign income. Romero, who was nominated to her post by President Biden in the spring of 2022, mentioned she had a connection to the Biden family, noted Hunter's late brother, Bo, who died in 2015 of brain cancer, once worked in the office, and left little doubt she believed Hunter shouldn't face charges according to three sources who were briefed by people with direct knowledge of the matter. After Hines accepted the Hunter Biden detail, a move Romero ultimately did not block, the Philadelphia U.S. Attorney's offices terminated Hines' access to his downtown office building, typically gained through a badge known as a personal identification verification card. A spokesman for Romero 
broadly denied the allegations, prompting the Post source to suggest congressional hearings with all parties under oath. Hines, 37, joined the team of Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss alongside another outside prosecutor, Leo Weiss, shortly before Weiss announced a June 20th doomed plea deal in which Hunter Biden admitted to tax and gun crimes. Federal prosecutors on uh, detail typically retain their local office and building access because they are expected to return after their assignment, maintain a connection to casework and colleagues in the meantime. Although Hines is technically still an employee of the Philadelphia U.S. Attorney's Office while on detail to Weiss, he has to go up and sign in like any other visitor. If he were to come in, a headquarters located next to historic Independent Hall, according to one current employee. A different source said the situation was absolutely symbolic of Romero being on a power trip and thinking she can get away with anything. Romero and her lieutenant, First Assistant U.S. Attorney Nelson Thayer, co-led the Philadelphia office and are considered partners on management decisions, sources said. One source said colleagues were told by Thayer that Hines was banned from the office. Another source said that they had no knowledge of the purported utterance, but added that it would not surprise them. A spokesperson for Romero told the Post Monday night, Assistant U.S. Attorney Thayer did not communicate to colleagues that Hines was banned from the office. The alleged actions against Hines could portend long-term consequences for the prosecutor, whom sources describe as political and well-liked around the Philadelphia office, where he worked as a deputy chief of narcotics unit after transferring in 2020 from Baltimore. A spokesperson for Romero, who considered the potential Biden judicial nominee, insisted Monday that Hines has not faced retaliation and would not experience it in the future. The representations of the assistant U.S. attorney Hines' detail is inaccurate. U.S. attorney Romero never discouraged Derek Hines from accepting the detail. In fact, she did support, authorize, and sign off on his detail, the rep said in a statement which notably did not address Hines' building access. Members of this office had a relationship with Bo Biden as colleagues, friends, and supervisors when he was an assistant U.S. attorney here. The statement added, U.S. attorney Romero does not have a relationship with the Biden family and didn't express any views on the merits of the Hunter Biden investigation. The statement added, Assistant U.S. attorney Hines' office was not taken away, It sits untouched, awaiting his return when his detail is concluded. The office looks forward to him resuming his duties here as an assistant U.S. attorney. One of the Post sources responded Monday that the fact Hines' office has not been reassigned likely reflects that there's excess office space, meaning there's no need to move someone else into it. In fact, sources told the Post that there's no shortage of space because many employees at the U.S. attorney's office still working from home nearly four full years after the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hines referred a request for comment to a spokesperson from the Wilmington, Delaware's U.S. Attorney's Office who declined comment. The alleged retaliation is expected to be investigated by House panel leading the impeachment inquiry into Biden family, which have the option of summoning participants in the events under oath depositions.
could be provided by others, such as Justice Department's widely respected Inspector General Michael Horowitz. It's uh, 5.34 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Summertime. See, I know my music. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Jake, I got some breaking news from CNN. ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are teaming up to create a super platform that will house their sports assets, assets under one streaming roof. Yeah, I also saw something about that earlier today, Rob. And matter of fact, I have it here. It's Adam Stern from the Sports Business Journal. He breaks a lot of news in the sports world. And here is the list of sporting events that will be available on this this new Super Stream app that we were talking about. So obviously, football, you have the National Football League and the UFL, NBA, WNBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, tons and tons of college sports, obviously, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Big East, SEC, 40 NCAA events, NCAA men and women's basketball tournaments, and the college football playoff, PGA Tour, PGA Championship, the Masters, we also have Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Australian Open, cycling, soccer, combat sports like UFC, and then also Formula One, NASCAR, and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. So you're going to have yeah. to pay for streaming service to get all that, or how are they going to work that? It's yeah. going to be interesting. I, I don't imagine. know. And it's funny looking at some of the comments here on Twitter. <laughs> some people are saying they're like, yeah, I'll gladly take <laughs> whatever – Obviously, whatever services they they find, you know yeah. what I mean. When, yep. Like, interesting, interesting. Yeah, but ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers, Discovery—that's a lot of platforms. They're all that's, combining into one sports asset. That's quite a combination. Asset. That's yeah. quite a combination because I think it was a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. I believe Disney purchased Fox because it's interesting. The Simpsons—they've been on Fox forever, but. If you want to watch reruns of it, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like CBS Sports did with Paramount, they, mm -hmm. they've they've been doing a lot of that. We're trying to put the NFL games on. Yeah, on Paramount Plus. Yeah, the local. I was going to say the local NFL games on CBS. They're usually on Paramount Plus. Matter of fact, that's that's another avenue or opportunity to watch the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. For for instance, I mean you have that. I know Hulu has a sports package. Of yeah. course, we all remember the, the Peacock situation last month with Miami and <clears throat> excuse me, Miami and Kansas City. So, I think you know this is pretty much a sign of the times, Rob. I feel like this is pretty much the way that things are evolving now. That it's it's not so much linear TV. It seems like this is the new direction, not just of sports, but it seems like television in general. All right. Well, thanks, Jake. Uh, Thank we'll you. talk about it a little more. It's time for traffic and weather. I'm, thank you. I appreciate it, Rob. I'm not, not hearing of any problems on 81 except for some slowing in both directions in the Scranton area. Um, we have no major backups at all. So watch, just watch out for that slowing on 81 both directions in the Scranton area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet traffic update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, low 25. Wednesday, mostly sunny and mild, high 45. Wednesday night, mostly clear and cold, low 27. Thursday, mix of sun and clouds, high 52. Friday, increasing clouds and rain showers late, high 52 again. 
Uh, let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. You're going to go to BudgetBlinds.com. You're going to make an appointment schedule, a, a, a virtual or in-house consultation with Tom or Rick, owners of our local Budget Blinds here in Northeast Pennsylvania. They cover the entire area. They are the leader in custom window treatments, 90% more options than your big box stores. And by custom window treatments, I'm talking blinds, shades, shutters, drapes, whatever you need, they will have for you. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no-questions-asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. You're also taking advantage of their volume pricing. When you're buying blinds, you're getting the benefit of all the blinds they buy for all their customers. That volume pricing is going to save you money. 30 years of style and expert service. Tom and Rick will take care of you, our local Budget Blind owners for here for Northeast Pennsylvania. BudgetBlinds.com. Check it out. I've done it. I couldn't be more pleased. Once I get them up, I'll get a little more for you. But the the, the choices, the process, the process to get them, the expertise from Tom and Rick, you can't be beat. It's currently uh, 39 degrees outside at 544 at your official weather station, WILK. One of the greatest hits from Toby Keith. May he rest in peace and will be sorely missed, but his music will live on forever. We're going to play a little bit more before we end the show as well. 39 degrees here at 549 on the Rob O'Donnell Show. Well, those individuals who assaulted the New York City police officers and fled to Arizona, fled fled on a bus. I believe their final destination was California. They were apprehended by ICE in Phoenix, Arizona while getting off a bus. Now, I will not confirm nor deny that off-duty and retired detectives and police officers did not assist in the tracking of the migrants because the the New York City Police Department has a policy that they, on duty and uh, working police officers, not cooperate with ICE. So the illegal migrants linked to the assault on two NYPD officers in Times Square were arrested on Monday night at a Greyhound bus station in Phoenix, Arizona. If you see them, they have their faces covered up with their heads down, not the giddy smiling and kissing, blowing kisses and giving the finger to the American public, the American taxpayer that we've seen in the past. And uh, hopefully they um, don't even end up back in. But if we deport them, depending on where they go, I believe they're Venezuelan. So if we send them all the way back to Venezuela, what do you think? What's the over-under? How many months do you think before they're back here? A month? Maybe two months before they're back? Under different names, different dates of birth, different aliases? No, we'll have their fingerprints, though. We all have their facial recognition. And I got a... I don't want to forget about it. While I was talking about my trip to the DMV and how immigrants are flying... Um, the immigrants who have been processed through Customs and Border Security for deferred action do not need photo identification to fly like you or I do. There's actually a separate line for them. They bypass the TSA altogether. Now, they still get checked. They still go through scanners, but they don't have to produce a real ID, or uh, is the real ID even in effect yet? Soon to be real ID. But they don't have to produce a photo ID. All they have to do is produce either their deferred status number or paperwork. And that's how they're able to fly. And there's actually, all you have to do is, is look at it 
on social media. Uh, passengers all over America have been taking pictures of it. Um, we're going to wind down the show today with one of Toby Hits. I believe it was his last um, last appearance. I know he just performed this song. So uh, we're going to play it now as we wind down the Rob O'Donnell show. Rest easy, Toby Keith. We got it from here. Born July 8th, 1961. Passed away yesterday, February 5th, 2024, the age of 62. Toby Keith, his music will definitely live on. That's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. 36 degrees outside and clear at 556. We'll be back. Close out the show in just a minute. One of his one of his last interviews that he did, uh, Toby Keith there, talking about the cancer. And, you know, it's it's a battle. I, I, I've seen it firsthand with my dad. I lost my dad at 59 to colon cancer. And, and I saw that battle go on for almost five years uh, to when he had his first surgery to his, uh, the two times it came back, and then finally it came back so spread that there was not much more to do, and then sat by his side on uh, on the one-year anniversary of September 11th here at the hospice in Scranton. And thankfully, he made it an hour into 9-12 on that one-year anniversary to pass. So it's it's an ugly, it's an ugly disease, and uh, we see now that King Charles of England is dealing with some form of cancer. They say his treatment's already begun, but the fact that they really haven't given a prognosis or a, an expectation of a full recovery or, you know, that he'll be okay. And his son, youngest son, who he's kind of estranged, estranged from, is headed out over back to England from America. Um, makes you think. And again, it's uh, Having friends of mine who were at the pile of 9-11 getting cancers left and right that I work side by side with, it's a scary It's a scary thought that I try not to think about as much as possible, but it's a reality for a lot of us. So, uh, again, treat those ones around you and the ones you love, your family, your friends. Tell them how much special they are to your life. Tell them how much they mean to you as much as you can because you're going to miss those times when that time's not there. I promise you that. I've seen it firsthand. I know it firsthand. And uh, it's the best advice I can give you. There is uh, no guarantee tomorrow, so say everything that needs to be said today. That being said, uh, it's uh, the end of the Rob O'Donnell Show today. It's coming up on the 6 o'clock hour. little Ben Shapiro for you today. 36 degrees and clear. And uh, we didn't get into the governor's budget address, but I'll, I'll pick through it tonight and see if I can have a little more for you tomorrow. Spoke for 90 minutes. Let's see what he spoke about and what promises were made that probably won't be kept. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show today.